Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. You know, moving into the grown up financial world is tough. I remember having not just some questions. I had all the questions when I graduated high school and I had to fill out all these forms and make all these big decisions. And I didn't really know what I was doing. My parents tried to help as best they could, but they're from a different time. It, we, we sometimes had a hard time communicating. I think that's why I was really excited to have today's guest on because she's on a mission to help parents create financial grownups. And so I want to welcome back onto the show, Bobby Rebel. How are you doing? Thank you so much for having me back. It's been quite a long time. I couldn't believe it when, when we looked at the calendar. Oh my goodness. I, I couldn't believe it. It's been over four years <laughs> since the last time you were on. You're on episode 57 as part of the Side Hustle series. If people don't remember episode 57, because that was a while ago, Bobby, she is the host of the Money Tips for Financial Grownups podcast and author of the brand new book, Launching Financial Grownups. The tagline really caught my eye. It's live your richest life by helping your almost adult kids become everyday money smart. And I know that there's so many parents out there that want to help their kids step out into this adult world. And, you know, like I mentioned, things kind of change, you know, after it's been, you know, for most parents, two plus decades since they were the age of their kid reaching, you know, making those first steps into adulthood. And, and this can cause some communication problems just because mm -hmm. of those differences. So how can parents better relate with their kids and then also help them make this transition? It's so hard. And I was struggling with this, Chris, because the truth is, is that things really have actually changed. And that's something for parents to understand. And it's something for the next generation to kind of give us some grace <laughs> and cut us a break. We are so well-intentioned with our teenagers and young adult kids in their 20s and maybe even early 30s. We we were a generation generally of many of us latchkey kids. We weren't given a lot of supervision. We didn't have a lot of structure. And so we wanted so earnestly to provide that for our kids. And so, you know, the term helicopter parents, yeah. that's us <laughs> looking in the mirror. That then can become snowplow parents and then concierge parents where we're sort of available at all times. I think what's hard sometimes, and I went through this with my parents, like they wanted to be there for me. They had all the advice and I'd be like, you know, well, I don't want to do that. That's not, <laughs> I know, yeah. I'm sure it's great advice, but I don't want to do that thing. I want to do this thing over here. And I think sometimes that you run into this conflict when you express as the younger person, as a kid, you express, mm -hmm. well, I have these ideas, but your parents are like, well, I think these ideas would be better because my yep. experience, how do you balance that where, where you're wanting to express yourself to your parents and say, no, I, I get it. Thank you. But this is where I'm headed. But also the parent on the other side saying, I see where you're going, but maybe this might be better. And, and that conflicting kind of desires to one, do what you want, but also do what you as a parent, what you think is best. I think it's important to let your parents know that you hear them and that you respect their opinion. It's also important to let them know that you, you're going to do what you're going to do, but you're also open to course correcting that if it doesn't mm -hmm. work out, you want them to know that you did hear them and you're open to that, but to go for it. I mean, I know I wanted to be a journalist and a TV reporter, but my father was very clear that if that didn't work out, he would be there for me, but I was going to have to pivot. I got a job at CNBC. It was my first job, my first sort of adult job, but I didn't get it till sort of the end of August after graduating in May. And all my friends, they had their jobs. So my dad had so much anxiety about what was going to happen to me. I knew that I wasn't taking his advice, but I knew that I had to reassure him that I would take it if things didn't work out. So it's sort of a balance in letting them know that you hear them, you respect their opinion, and you're not dismissing it, but you're just going to prioritize, you know, going for plan A first. 
Also, it's important for young people to know and to remind their parents that, as we've learned, not every career is a forever career. I mean, many people, certainly I think the young people of today are going to have very different career iterations throughout their life, not just different jobs, but completely different lifestyles, different careers, different structures to their life. And that's a great thing that we have that freedom and that the next generation will have even more freedom. And it's okay to remind your parents of that, that this is what I'm doing for now, but maybe the next phase of my life, I'll do what you suggest, or maybe we'll find some kind of combination, or maybe I'll do something that doesn't even exist yet, but let them know that you hear them so that they can have that comfort because they're really anxious and they love you. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I think that can be hard sometimes. I remember thinking like, you just want to control me. You just want to do, want me to do what yeah. you want me to do. Not and I, it well, they do. Of, not, that's valid. Yeah, that's well, true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's probably part of that in there too. But as I've gotten older now, I kind of think about, oh, well, you know, they were probably just, like you said, very nervous for me. Like they didn't want, you know, they, they're invested for, you know, 18 years plus of your life of making sure you stayed alive. And I'm sure they want the rest of it to go well. So I know there's, there's good intentions behind it. I think sometimes it's just the hard part of communicating that between each other. You two kind of coming to an agreement on how you need to handle the situation. You hit on something very important. They've invested in you. And that is not just financial in terms of paying for your schooling and your support or whatever they've been able to do for you. They've also, they're invested in you in their identity in a way that Mm. previous generations weren't. Going back to the idea of the helicopter parent, I can tell you, there are many people that I've known in my life that I only know as so-and-so's mom or so-and-so's dad. (laughs) I don't know their last name. I don't know what they do for a living. All I know is their affiliation with their child. There are emails I get from people to this day that say Jake's mom at (laughs) gmail.com. I mean, I think that's a little bananas, but people do that. They do that with social media handles. We over associate ourselves with our kids in terms of our identities. And so it's important that younger people have some sympathy for that, that they are our identity. And as they grow up, we have trouble letting go and creating a financial dependence or even just financial ties is a way for us to stay connected and to continue to feel needed. And it's okay for us to redefine our role as their parents as they grow up. And it's really hard to do that, to kind of become a supporting player and let them be the main character in their life. I know there's some younger people probably listening to this right now. And maybe their parents aren't around or maybe they just have parents who haven't got a chance to read launching financial grownups so they can be more prepared on how to handle these conversations with their kids. What, what would be one piece of advice you would give to them? These kids who are, I mean, they're, they're these adults, let's say they're either young, almost yeah. getting ready to step onto the world. Or maybe they've, they've been out in the world for a little bit now. What's a piece of advice, financial advice you would give to them to kind of help them or something maybe you wish you would have known uh, at that stage of life? Open up the communication channels with your parents and let them know that you don't expect them to be perfect. A lot of parents don't teach their kids about money because they don't think they're good with money. They may not be, you know, Mm. that's true, but that doesn't mean they don't have a lot to teach their kids. If they're bad with money, they have a lot to teach their kids from what they've (laughs) learned, right? So let your parents know that you accept them as they are, that you don't expect them to be perfect. I mean, it's only very recently that I have learned about a lot of the ups, but very much the downs that happened to my parents financially. I had no idea about certain things that happened, but their life was not perfect. They just did not tell us. And I understand why in retrospect. I think there's something to say about the fact that, you know, we all have our own individual, you know, pride that we have in our own decisions in our life we build. But there's, I think there's also another layer when you think of like your parents who have always 
not in every situation, I know, but there's many parents out there who've been there for their kids. They help them grow up. They raise them. And then now it's like when they need them again, they can't. Maybe they're not there financially to be able to do it, but they it's a hard pill to swallow to say my kid needs financial help, but I can't provide it. And that could be a right. tough decision for a parent to make. Bobby, thank you so much for coming back on the show. It's great. It shouldn't have been four years, but it's great to have you back on the podcast again. And before we get out of here, if people want to connect with you, check out the podcast or grab a copy of your book. Where should they go? Everything is on my website, bobbyrebel.com. It's B-O-B-B-I-R-E-B-E-L-L. All my socials are just my name, except on Instagram, there is the number one after Bobby Rebel. So please be in touch. I would love to hear your feedback from this episode and uh, follow Chris too. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. If that. you're not already, you should be already though. <laughs> well, Bobby, thank you so much. It's always great talking with you. Thanks for having me. Well, you know where your kids are probably hanging out right now? That's on TikTok. That's where you can also find me. You can come over there and look for Popcorn Finance. And there'll be links to all the places where you can find me on social media in the show notes, along with the link to the Popcorn Finance YouTube channel. As always, I appreciate you joining me here for yet another bag of popcorn. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon. Your boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.